Your San Francisco 49ers, number one in the latest Locked On Power Rankings. Who's their biggest competition this season? And what about the competition coming up in week four in the Arizona Cardinals, who might not be number 32 anymore in the NFL Power Rankings? And Jimmy T got himself a title. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker. Might have been muted there at the beginning. Uh, at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers. We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. I'm so excited usually to start the show that... Uh, I start talking before I'm unmuted after the intro music and it auto mutes me. So I have no, I have no choice in the matter. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting into the podcast. So it cuts off my, my welcome. So welcome everybody here. And of course, welcome to our Wednesday guest winky Wednesday style. That is none other than Mr. Nicholas Winkler, my former radio colleague. He's a former TV anchor. Uh, he is a game show extraordinaire and our good buddy that talks 49ers football with us every Wednesday. So appreciate you, Wink. How are you feeling? Uh, we like to do a Wink in the Stink, but it's a little bit harder these days to do the Wink in the Stink segment because the Niners are just rolling, throwing up 30 points a game. Number one in the power rankings. What's happening, Wink? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 3-0, and fantastic. So, you know, I guess they got a little something. So I went to the game Thursday night, right? Shout out Explosivo. He had Put up a great tailgate before the game. That was wonderful. Uh, the hospitality, fantastic. So I, I'm there. I'm watching the game. I'm staying off my phone. I'm having a great time. I leave. I go get in my car. I pull up my phone. And Twitter, it just, like, if you didn't watch the game and you were looking at Twitter, it, maybe it, I was getting old tweets late, but it was like, oh, Brock Purdy looking horrible. Oh, this Niner team looks like trash. Well, it's like, yeah, it was a slow start, but guys, relax. Like, what's going on? Everybody was so quick to get, like, so angry that they weren't just demolishing, oh, Dallas beat this team by four. It's like every game is different, man. They won the football game. They look good. Debo looked fantastic. McCaffrey did his thing. Brock is clearly the guy. Like, everybody just chill. Enjoy the ride, man. This is a good football team. Did you see any fights? I, I feel like the 49ers <laughs> – fights man maybe it's just because of more 49ers accounts on social media that i'm looking at but uh it's a weekly occurrence and i'm hoping that that you didn't get in any scrapes at the stadium in the home opener you know what i saw more than fights were the guys that just get too drunk and have to be like escorted (laughs) by the medical staff out it's like you just spent how much money to come to this game and how much money on food and all that beer that you just drank and you're leaving in the middle of the second quarter like you're not coming back You've just spoiled your entire night. I don't get it. I, I was going to say, I, like, how much money are you spending at these these games to get drunk? Once I step inside the stadium, that's it. Like, I'm not buying alcohol <laughs> in the stadium. My wife, um, I was I was at the 49ers Rams game last year in Los Angeles with my wife and some friends, and my wife was like, oh, I want a beer. I'm like, oh, okay, it's like twenty dollars <laughs> for a tall can. I'm like, golly. Like, how many tall cans are you drinking in there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably got a nice coat going, a nice base going before you went inside, right, with your cheap stuff uh, in your tailgate. But in order to get that drunk, yeah, you got to continue the drinking inside, I believe. And also, you're a grown man. Handle it, it, right? If you're going to drink, okay, handle it. And if you can't. You're not some college freshman. Like, come on. 
if you can't handle it, you're just a you're just a chump anyway. So yeah, stop fighting in the stadiums, dorks. So it's it's a, it's a, it's lame, and there's kids, families spending a bunch yep. of money trying to catch a football game, and uh, yeah, talk some smack. Uh, but come on, don't be a chump. Yeah. By the no, way, it was crack. actually funny. There was a family next to me, and the guy was really drunk, and he just kept yelling. And people are like, "All right, drunk guy," and he's like, "Don't worry about me. I'm staying at the Hyatt. I'm staying right over there. It's like I'm not <laughs> driving home. Don't worry. I'll drink as much as I want." It's like, all right. Okay, cool. Who get any fights? Hey, uh, Croc, I assume the wife's not home. That was a great impression of of her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, what that impression would have sounded like if she was standing behind you right now. Uh, she is not home. Uh, nurse, <laughs> nurse, nurse Stevie Crocker is on duty right now. Okay, good. Good deal. Taking care of folks, uh, just like she takes care of Croc every day, no doubt. Um, back to the Brock Purdy conversation. Yeah, you're right. He did start slow. I, I wonder what the conversation would be because 49ers fans right now, and it's funny how people flip and it's like, oh, look, I told you, Jimmy's trash. He threw interceptions. You know what I mean? Like uh, Brock threw some interceptable balls. So I wonder what the conversation yeah. would be if those balls were caught. But, you know, they weren't. And, and Brock did a great job with uh, with the game plan that was thrown at him by Don Martindale and the New York Giants defense. And they blitzed him 85% of the time, right? And he, he came through it. He weathered that storm. And they didn't get beat early. Nice job by... Uh, by his receivers and by George Kittle, you know, playing DB, knocking the balls away, mm-hmm. putting straps on them. Uh, but they, he, he came through it. And even if, let's say, let's say in the first quarter of the game, unless it was like a, even if it was a, one of them was a pick six or something, two interceptions, the 49ers don't lose that game still. And Brock played right. really well and he came out of it. And he's seen a lot of things for the first time. And uh, but you do have to grade it. And, and that's why if you look at, you know, PFF's grades, Brock Purdy's grade might not look as good as the 49ers total ended up looking because they're going to grade uh, interceptable throws and interceptable throw no matter where it's whether it's caught or not. Um, but still, he had a good PFF grade because he played good. And so I know some people have their favorites and they root for certain guys. and They want it to go a certain way. And they're still kind of looking at Brock Purdy with a side eye because he can't make ridiculous throws like, man, did you see Mahomes on that one where he stepped up and kind of winged a side armor out to the deep corner route? I mean, just ridiculous stuff, right? That And you're not going to have that guy, 49ers fans. But, man, Brock Purdy is so good. He's tough. He's smart. He gets the ball out quick. And I thought he did an awesome job when you look at the whole game in its totality. I think it kind of reminds me a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. And, again, don't kill me, uh, listeners. I'm not saying that he is Jimmy G or Jimmy G 2.0. We've heard all those comparisons. But just in the sense of you don't see a whole lot of special throws. You see a whole lot of a guy doing his job. And for the 49ers, like that is definitely good enough, right? That's good. Mm-hmm. But you talked about some players, and maybe it wasn't the guy that they wanted or they might look at these other guys and see them do special things. It's not just a 49er fan base that views Brock that way, and I think people are trying to figure him out. I mean, I see it in my group chat where they're, they are confused with why Brock Purdy is good. You know, they're, they're watching him and, and like, okay, we know he does his thing. Oh, man, this guy, you know, they, they, they know based off, like, them watching football, what, you know, the quarterback position, what it looks like, throws that guys make, and they watch Brock, and it, it doesn't feel to them like they're watching a special quarterback. And I think that's the weird thing, because if you look at all the numbers, it says yeah. that he is very special. He's doing things at an extremely high level. If you have as Kyle Shanahan and his teammates, especially with how they're behind him right now, they think he is very special. They think he's doing very high level stuff. They, I strongly believe they feel like this is the guy that could potentially lead them to the promised promise land. But 
the outsiders, as well as a certain portion of the 49er fan base, they don't they don't see the pizzazz <laughs> with what he's doing. And I think some people are a little confused by what exactly he is. I think it's just yeah, a good throw to Debo was beautiful. I mean, that was right in front of me. That was I'm 12 rows up from that catch, that throw. It was just like, wow, that that's epic right there. That's right. that's the Brock Purdy you want to see. So he has it in there, right? Like he he can make the throws. He that's just missed a couple, I think, early on in the season. Yeah, that's where his special is. It's the the toughness to stand in there. He's getting blitzed on a play. He knows the blitz is coming. He's not throwing to, he's not dumping it off to a running back, right? And a lot of Kyle, like I've always called Kyle Shanahan's offense. This is goes back to Jimmy G, aggressively intermediate, right? There's not a lot of, there's answers in the offense, but there's not a lot of, uh-oh, getting blitzed here, here, running back, take it. You know, there's not a lot of that. A lot of the throws behind the line of scrimmage are designed screens and some of those things. And, you know, there is hot reads and, and some places to go with the football. But on that play, he's getting blitzed and he's like, I got enough just barely enough yeah. time that if I'm dropping back and maybe even fading a little bit more to make sure I have time, I can get it to him. I got to throw with anticipation. I got to throw to a spot and hope my guy makes a play on the ball and I got to throw it early. And that's where the special comes in for Brock Purdy, a little more yeah. of a playmaker than Garoppolo ever was. Fewer turnover worthy throws, but you got to watch the game and you got to realize that when you watch Brock Purdy, yeah, he did have a couple of turnover worthy throws in that game you watch the Raiders game you see Jimmy Garoppolo one of the passes he threw it was the right read through with anticipation on a dig route we've seen that a million times in Kyle Shanahan's offense right it's an in route his receiver uh, I think it was Michael Mayer on one play had the leverage on the inside he threw it with anticipation Mayer did a pretty bad job I think of of running the route and allowing the defender to just run under it and make the play and catch it and one of his interceptions he's just Fourth quarter, trying to make a play happen, throws to his best receiver on the sideline, ends up getting picked off. I think it was Levi Wallace maybe on both of those interceptions. You know, So every interception is not the same. Every interceptable pass doesn't get picked off. And so you just have to watch the game and understand that you know people that hate Jimmy, he's not as bad as they think he is. Um, and people who love Jimmy and were like, look at his record, Jimmy W., which is we, we played into it, right? Called him Jimmy W. and all those things. You know, Jimmy clearly wasn't the reason the 49ers won all the games they won under Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's a good quarterback. And you say the same thing about Brock Purdy. Like, he's a really good quarterback, and there's some special traits. And I would take Brock Purdy all day long over Jimmy Garoppolo, but, you know, he's not perfect either. And he made some mistakes early in the game. But guess what? He figured it out quickly. Kid is smart, right? Kid is tough. Mm -hmm. And kid is able to make some plays in the 49ers offense and has a, a ton of playmakers uh, oh yeah, there's ten other guys on the field, right? And and has another a uh, bunch of playmakers helping him out. So you know, all those things kind of together are true. I think the one of the things, and you talked about special traits and characteristics that Brock Purdy has. I think not getting rattled, right? When things weren't going your way. Now, I think Kyle got a little rattled, and he said, "Hold on, we're gonna reel this back in a little bit. Let's throw a screen here to Debo, throw a screen here to Christian McCaffrey." But once he kind of got in that groove, it was all right. Kyle Shanahan was like, "Okay, go be Brock." Go, go be Brock now. And, and then we saw Brock uh, really bounce back at an extremely high level. So for, for me, the special part is being able to like not get rattled where other quarterbacks in that moment when they don't have their fastball early on, things get weird, interceptable balls, they might start to get a little timid and a little scared. And maybe there was something like that and I missed it. But it, even then, his ability to say, you know what? I'm going to get back on track and I'm going to be all right. And I'm going to continue to fire. To me, those are the special things that's going to continue to have him be a really good quarterback for the 49ers. 
Hold on a second. Wink. I know you got one more thing, but we we, we got to move. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Brock Purdy, where does the quarterback come in when you start to project which teams are the best in the NFL? 49ers currently number one. We'll check in on the locked on power rankings right now. Take a peek at week four and Jim Tom Sula, championship head coach. That's right. Coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And how about a couple of rookie wide receivers zay jones or zay flowers looks like the real deal for the baltimore ravens at wide receiver and you know had a nice debut of first couple weeks and is building on that success with quarterback lamar jackson and after an unfortunate acl injury to mike williams first round wide receiver quentin johnston could be a player that comes up big in his absence or maybe it's Joshua Palmer. We'll, we'll find out, I think, here in uh, week number four who that guy is going to be stepping up for Mike Williams for Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your car is running smoothly at all times. We're talking brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. My baby ran over a cone, uh, needed a, a, a fender flare. So went to eBay Motors, looked up fender flare in my vehicle, had the green check next to it. I knew exactly which one was the right fit, and I was able to slap it on my vehicle very easily, by the way, save myself hundreds of dollars by going through eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to be a fit for your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep up your ride or die at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So, guys, when it comes to the power rankings, uh, it, it boils down to quarterback. And uh, I know we had some more thoughts on on Brock Purdy and his ability. So I'm going to go to you, Wink, first before we check in on these power rankings. Well, it's funny that you go into the power rankings because if you look at quarterback rankings, right, it's just, it's all over the place with Brock Purdy. Like, I think the highest I saw him in one was sixth. And then the lowest I saw was like 23rd. It's like, what are these people looking at? You know, it's, it's so drastically different over this one guy. It's like, are they watching every throw? Or are they watching the adjustments? Are they, Croc, I think you were dead on. I think that they saw, uh, Shanahan saw Purdy kind of struggling a little bit and was like, I got to rebuild this kid's confidence real quick. So he, he did. And, and Brock, you know, showed him like, yeah, you did the right thing here. And, and, and I am the man. So it's like, is Brock, is he right in the middle where all these people are thinking? Or is he more towards the top? You know, we see him through 49ers eyes, right? I'm sure everybody listening to this sees him through that as well. So we watch every single snap. We watch, we're, we're reading the practice reports. We're reading everything everybody's saying about this guy. So we have uh, a kind of a higher thing. And I know last week we kind of went over who we would take ahead of him. Has anything changed? I mean, I think we had him, what, 10th or 11th last week, maybe 12th in our ranking when we were kind of going over quarterbacks we would take ahead of Brock Purdy. I think he might even be a little bit higher than, than that right now. Like, I, I love the adjustment this kid makes. I love, 
Yeah, he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but it's the processing. It's what he can do when he sees the field, when it's open. Yeah, he makes the occasional bad throw, but everybody makes the occasional bad throw. So I, I, I don't know. I think he's kind of getting a bad rap from people that maybe hate the 49ers, and so they're kind of skewing it towards that a little bit. I don't think anything changed as far as quarterback rankings for me. I think he's in the same spot he always was because you see what his strengths are. You see what his weaknesses are and he keeps being the same guy. And that's sort of it where it's, you don't, you shouldn't really be changing your rankings every single week necessarily when it comes to, you know, players like that. Uh, you know, one guy has a good week, like that's sort of, and I, I was wondering the Miami Dolphins, actually I'm gonna bring it up on the screen. Miami Dolphins, number two, in the NFL right now, in the uh, the power rankings, they jumped up three spots. They're already a team that was very high, right? And now they've jumped up a little bit more in the locked-on NFL power rankings, as voted on by the uh, the locked-on hosts. They've jumped up to number two, but they didn't jump up over the over the 49ers. And I don't think they should have because of one 70-point outburst against the team who's, by the way, 31 right now in the power <laughs> rankings, right? They whooped up on a team they should have. Uh, maybe the heat and humidity played a factor as well. There's a lot going on there. Um with that that Dolphins game, but you don't all of a sudden say, "Up, oh, Tua's MVP and the Dolphins are the best team in the league because they won one game, right? Uh, but you can say, okay, this is a really good football team, which you already knew anyway. And so that's why I'm glad the 49ers are still number one. And I don't think anything changes with me for Brock Purdy. Like, I love what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy. And he is exactly what the 49ers need right now. A little bit of playmaker-ish-ness sprinkled in with knowing where to go with the football and getting the ball out to the best group of eligibles in the NFL. The 49ers should be number one. And, and that's a team that's playing very well on both sides of the ball. You know, you have some teams like the Dolphins. Yes, they have an offensive explosion and, and, and we see that, but their defense has not been as good as the 49ers. And I think that's why a lot of times, especially heading to the playoffs, let's say 49ers playing the Dallas Cowboys wild card round 2021, people are like, oh, Dallas Cowboys got this high-powered offense. They got this, they got that. And the 49ers come in and they beat them, even though maybe the 49ers didn't have as explosive of an offense. Why? Because they are super balanced. And when I say balanced, I just mean just as good on one side of the ball as they are on the other. And I think this is the first year where I'd say – in, I know we've seen it statistically where the 49ers might be top five in both, but I feel like the 49ers offense is truly just as good as the defense. And I haven't really felt like that in years. I felt like it was like, okay, the defense is really good. They're the top dogs. And then the offense kind of complements that. Well, right now they are doing a great job of complimenting each other. Yeah, and Croc, you know, you're talking about this amazing offense, right, and this amazing defense. Let's not leave out the amazing special teams on this 49ers football team, too, right? <laughs> Jake Moody, I mean, he's money. The guy doesn't miss kicks. Like, it's fantastic. Wishnowski, the guy has 10 punts on the year. We're going to do a quick wink wish watch here real quick since we're in it. He's got 10 punts on the year. Seven of those have been inside the 20. That is the highest rate in the NFL. He had another two for three, you know, against the Giants. He's a stud. Moody's a stud. Like, this this football team is so well balanced in every facet. It's it they they are number one. They should be number one. There should be no question about it. Love I love Wink just sneaking in the uh, the special teams rankings here in all of this too. It's fantastic and it it, it plays a role. It absolutely plays a role. Did you did y'all see the game? I want to say it might have been the Houston Texans where the fullback ran back a kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah, he kind of went for back. a touchdown. There, that would not happen. That was my dream as a fullback. That was my dream. I was always that up back, right? I was right ahead of the, the tailback who was about back, back there getting the kicks. Every time it came near me, I'd hear him call me off. This guy, I bet he was hearing him getting called off, but he was just like, nope, nope, this is mine. 
And it's that's not a dream, dream come true. That fullback had a little juice to him. He was running by the kicker like he was standing still and then gave a little like high step at the move. end to, yeah. to miss that last tackle attempt. Wink, I, former fullback, let's hear it from you. I know some people push back with our, our use check stuff we talked about yesterday. Uh, even though we didn't really say, we asked the question. It was, is he getting phased out? Mm. Question mark. It wasn't, he is getting phased out, by the way. But does use check take that back? Was that bad I stuff? Mean, here's the, did, did the man make a play? Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, during emergencies, storms, floods, uh, pandemics we've experienced, right? And uh, maybe you're on a family vacation. You're stuck up somewhere with no cell phone service. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Case and Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So get the the right case for you and your family, depending on what uh, medical uh, situation you might be in, which is different than everybody else. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J A S E medical.com. Use code locked on at jacemedical.com for $20 off. It's it's weird, right? Like, use check used to be such a, a key part of this Kyle Shanahan offense. You'd see it, right? You'd see he'd get multiple targets a game, he'd get a couple carries a game. Like, and now, ever since Christian McCaffrey showed up, Kyle's like, wait a minute, this guy can actually do all that stuff too. And he is much faster and quicker and this and that. So, I do feel like use check has really kind of been pushed out of the offense. We haven't, we've, what he's had like two carries on the year. I mean, one. if that, maybe just the one. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I do think that he is slowly kind of getting pushed out. I think Christian McCaffrey has everything to do with that. So I, I, I liked how you did that Peacock. I don't know if you intentionally did it, but you said fullback and you're like, he had some juice, right? So that definitely took my mind straight to Kyle. You check. And I read the comments. We, Typically kind of stay out of the comments for the most part, but every once in a while I'll read the comments from an episode. And there were a lot of people pushing back on in whatever we said about the fullback position in Kyle check. But here's one thing that I did realize while reading that. They, fans, and I think this typically happens a lot, they overvalue the current players on their team. And what I'm about to say might be a little controversial. But if we're looking at the production, and I understand I read the comments and they're saying, Kyle Juszczyk, he does all the little things. Well, guess what? A a lot of NFL players do all the little things, right? Like, I don't think you could just say, well, he does all the little things even though we can't see it. And there's no other fullback in the NFL that does it. I don't think that's what makes Kyle Juszczyk unique. I think what makes Kyle Kyle Juszczyk unique and the highest paid fullback in the league has always been his ability to not only be a fullback and mm-hmm. and be utilized in the run game blocking he does a great job of that but also the the mismatches and the different things you can do when you split him out whether he's split out wide whether he's in a slot um, maybe he's in a bunch you can utilize him as you would another receiver without having to take him off of the field so then it kind of messes with the defense's personnel that they have in but they have to respect him as a true pass catcher 
but then he's not getting the ball. So now, mm. to me, that kind of takes away a little bit of what he is and why you pay him so much, right? So a lot of people are like, well, he does all these uh, – most fullbacks block, and they right. block very well that's in the run job. game. Like that's like 99% of them. They, they, fullbacks, they block well in the run game. And so, if he's going to be just a, block, a run blocker, you can find one of those for 900K. Right. Yeah. Now, he does some other things. I've seen him call out some protections and things like that. Is he the only guy that can line up at fullback and call out protections and see a blitz coming? Especially think, if, he, if it's somebody that can be in your system for a year plus. But I don't think he's the only guy that can do that. His biggest value to me is his ability to be a mismatch based on personnel in the passing game. And they're not utilizing him in the passing game. So based off of what we're seeing right now, and I think of how the 49er fans view him, I think Kyle Juszczyk might be the most – okay, look, and I'm not a – I am oh, not a hot take – I am oh, not a hot take guy. Everybody that listens says no. I don't, I don't do hot in. takes. I think he's the most overrated 49er based off of how the fans Ooh. think about him at his position. Not that he's not a great fullback. He's a, he's a pro bowler every year, all that. I understand that. If they had an all-pro fullback position, he'd be in there. I understand that. But b- being the highest paid in the league, five-plus million that you're paying him every year, and not utilizing him at all in the passing game. I think you can have a fullback do some of the things, a lot of the things that he's doing right now as the 49ers are using him. If now if they go next game and they throw him the ball five times, then I say, okay, now he's back to being not overrated from the fan base. But as his usage right now in the passing game, which makes him extraordinary, which makes him different, they're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, based I hope on I make that clear because they're going to no, no, no. Say, based on what you said, over like if you have to make one 49er the most overrated, yeah, you're probably right. It is probably him, right? I mean, he in the past we've seen him as that offensive weapon. We haven't seen that guy. We not this season at least. So, yeah, I mean, if he's just a fullback and he's getting five million dollars a year, that is probably a little bit overrated and definitely overpaid. But it is early in the season, and maybe we will see this, you know, come out a little bit more. And in the past, it's probably happened when the 49ers, you know, are having Debo as tailback. Maybe we are seeing that. You know, he he had to kind of fill in the gaps. He was kind of like uh, a super glue or something, you know, that's kind of putting things back together. He he's he's that guy, that utility uh, player, and we he, we haven't needed that so far this season. So so maybe you know, hopefully we don't have to see that, and everybody stays healthy all year. But Juice has, I think, kind of been that guy in the past. I want to go to one of our listeners on uh, on YouTube who I think put it best. When the 49ers need to utilize him, he'll be there and he can make those plays. So right now that's yeah. what you're paying for. Is that enough? I think that's an off-season discussion for them to figure out with the roster. Can we go veteran minimum? Can we go rookie, fullback, if we're mostly going to use this guy? Uh, we don't need the OW aspect of anymore because we have too many OWs as it is. My question is when you, quote unquote, when you need him, to do that thing. What what exactly is that? And is that something that Jawan Jennings can can't do? Sure. Braden Willis. Braden Willis hasn't been utilized at all as a fullback, even in camp. Like they're not even, I don't think they're even trying. I don't think it's on their mind. He's a tight end and that's it, which surprises me because I thought his skill set would have crossed over well to be like, okay, if uh if Yuschek gets hurt in a game, who's gonna take some fullback reps? I would think that and maybe it's just easy, or maybe he's done more than we've seen in camp and in preseason. 
Um, but he hasn't been on the field much. He got some garbage time. Uh, but Braden Wills is an interesting one because I think there could be some crossover there. He's a guy who could obviously catch the ball as a tight end. He could block for you. Maybe maybe he's the next OW for the 49er well, offense on the cheap. My, my question was, we're saying when he needs, is it a catch that he's making or is it a block? Because like I said, you can find guys to block. So is it, hey, we put him in this position, we mess with the personnel of the defense, and then he makes this catch that nobody else on the 49ers could make. Uh, you know, from based on the position that he plays, which is, you know, whatever it is, the Y or the S or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's and what makes it something that somebody else can't do. That, that's what I'm asking. Kyle could sneak another fullback uncovered to the backside of a play. Right. So if it's Kyle getting him wide open, then that's one aspect that you don't need the best fullback in league. Of course you want the best fullback in league that can do the most for you, but we're talking, um, you know, about team building here more than, you know, what, what, what use checks worth is. Cause he's obviously a good player, but you know, what, what is he doing right now? That is, that is going to make the 49ers continue to want to have the most expensive fullback in the league. By he's not a guess. secret anymore. Right. Like for a long time, it was just like that wheel route, you know, where you check or, or the, the, you know, the little cross over the middle, the Texas or whatever that's called, where he'd come out of the backfield and he'd make a catch and he'd be unguarded. Cause everybody was like, why am I going to guard the fullback right now? But now, you know, a few years into the Kyle Shanahan system, I think everybody kind of knows when Juszczyk's on the field, you got to account for him. You got to make sure he's covered because he can go up and, and make some, some pretty great crutches. We've, we've seen it when it's time with the 49ers. At Eric underscore Crocker, by the way, uh, he's the one that called Kyle Juszczyk <laughs> overrated. You guys can all can talk to him. Um, you know who's underrated? Overrated based on his usage right now. If they start to utilize him, then okay, let's go. Sure. Well, the thing there. about Croc is he's a DB, so he's really good with the backpedal, right? So watch him backpedal out. Hey. Um, <laughs> you know who is underrated, guys? Jim Tom Sula as a head coach, now a championship-winning head coach for the Rhine Fire of the European League Football, ELF, I believe. It's, it's called the Elf League, European League of Football. Coach of the Year, undefeated 14-0, Rhine Fire head coach Jim Tom Sula hoisting the trophy um what do you guys think jim tom sula a guy i really like he went from uh, like imagine if chris kosarek just all of a sudden got thrust into the head coach role right that's what happened with jim tom sula went from a really good d-line coach he's real he's still well respected in the entire league as a d-line coach one of the best d-line coaches in the league uh what he missed out on was getting this head coach experience before he became a head coach maybe now he'll be back on the radar as a head coach somewhere college nfl uh congrats to him but kind of feel like he got a little bad rap with the 49ers because he was thrust into a situation that was pretty terrible. Yeah, you said exactly pretty right. terrible. It, it's it was worst, extremely terrible. Yeah, <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen, right? It, I call it the Max S Exodus, the yeah. mass exodus. It, they lost anyone and everyone that was really important uh, mm. for the most part. There, there were a couple of stragglers, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Navarro Bowman. But for the most part, I mean, when you start just throwing out names of like Frank Gore and Justin, Ta- Justin, Justin Smith, and then Alden Smith got cut, and and Patrick Willis he retires, and you thought you could build around Borland, and, and then he retires, and maybe offensive line, oh, we're mm-hmm. good there. No, we're not because you lose Anthony Davis to retirement, and then you lose Zupati, and Frank Gore is gone. Like you just lost everyone, head coach, DBs, even guys that weren't like big names, but you know Terrell Brown gone, Culliver gone. Like you just. You lost everybody. Then it's like, you know what? By the way, Tom Sula, go uh, win a bunch of games. It's like, oh, I can only win five with this team because everybody left. And it's like, well, sorry, you can't coach in the league. You're not good enough. And they fired him. 
if you're telling me that you want to fire him because you got the sense that he's not the C CEO type that we're seeing from Kyle Shanahan, right? Like Kyle Shanahan, he's truly a CEO. It's almost like he was born to be a head coach in the NFL. And maybe Tom Sula didn't have that vibe around him. I understand it. But clearly he went somewhere else and said, you know what? I can do a dang good job coaching football. And not only did he coach, they went undefeated, had an extremely large margin of victory, which was 27? 27, 27 points. 20, 27 points. Amazing. And at that level, it's hard to have a team that's just that much better than everybody else. To me, it has to be about something he's doing with coaching, et cetera. And he's doing that at an extremely high level to go undefeated and have that win margin and win the championship. So shout out to Tom Sula. Yeah, agreed, because he did get a bad rap. He came in, tough situation, and, and then they fired him. And I, in my opinion, when they brought in Chip Kelly, the 49ers got worse. So I, maybe Ch Tom Sula was the reason they won five games instead of winning two games, right? I mean, let's look back on this maybe with different different set of eyes now based on what he's doing going forward. And exactly what, what Croc said, like, that was a tough thing for him to take over. He lost half his team. Before we go... Wink, do you have uh, a, a prediction for week four? It is the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Arizona Cardinals, the number one power ranked, according to the Locked On host, San Francisco 49ers hosting the no longer number 32. They're number 29 now uh, on the power rankings. The Arizona Cardinals, they went out and beat the, they went out and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Did we, yeah, I think we that's completely, the did we completely underrate the Arizona Cardinals coming into the year? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, that this was the best game that they had all season long. They gave it their all. Dallas probably overlooked them, uh, kind of took them for granted a little bit. as like, this is a W. And and they got punched in the mouth and didn't get up. The Niners have a long week. They played the Thursday game. They got all that extra time to prepare for Arizona. Saw all their good stuff they used against the, the Cowboys. It's a second straight game at home for the 49ers. I, I think this is going to be handled pretty easily. I love it. Mini buy at home. The Cardinals went and, and won a game against the Cowboys just to make sure the 49ers don't go trap game and overlook them looking ahead at those Cowboys. And uh, that's some important tape to watch for the 49ers and 49ers fans. If you want to watch the next two 49ers opponents, they played each other last week in, in week number three. So check out that cards Cowboys game. Of course, Croc and I will be back here with you every single day, breaking down uh, everything going on with your San Francisco 49ers, getting ready for the Cardinals in week four, we've got a Thursday crossover coming with um, our guy Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals as well. So thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate you, Wink. Appreciate all the listeners, whether you're watching us on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers. <laughs>